Hello and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. Hope you had an awesome week. And, uh, you know, just welcome you from wherever you're watching, YouTube, Facebook, PTL, Television Network through Comcast Cable, or the Christian Television Network, CTN on DirecTV and Dish Network through the whole country now. If, uh, you know what, if if you want to let us know where you're watching from, I'd actually really appreciate that. Uh, so listen, on today's program, there's four topics. Not sure if we're going to get to all of them. But the first topic is concerning the stimulus. Some very interesting things that, and it's a quicker topic that we just want to want to cover really quickly yeah. on today's program. Then we're going to move into a something that you really, really need to know about. Really, really, really. Okay. The social credit system has come to America. If you don't know what that is, you need to. Yeah. That's all I, I, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> you need to. You really, really need to. So that, that, that topic is going to be the social credit score and the Great Reset. The next topic, the woke Meghan Markles of the world. And the last topic, if we get, if we get to it, to mask or not to mask, an update from the CDC. Lots of content, lots of analysis. Uh, on today's show. We're going to take a quick break. Right before we do, if you want to um, help us at this ministry, just go to ZachDrewShow.com, click that bright orange donate button. You can donate through Tithely or PayPal there, become a monthly recurring partner. That is what we need more than anything else. That's how we budget. That's how we plan for the future. Uh, to become a, a partner with this ministry. Or you can write us at IGBY, which stands for I Go Before You. Uh, IGBY PO Box 797 Decatur, Illinois 62525. Lots to talk about on the program today. We'll be right back. Andrew Bellers. That's my name. Did you know that $1 trillion of the $1.9 trillion COVID release stimulus bill? is going to be used for non-COVID related things. Isn't that insane? Yeah, <laughs> it is. So one trillion yeah. of the 1.9 trillion has nothing to do at all. So more than half. More than half with yeah. COVID. And I, and I was just reading this article right before the show. It actually wasn't on my original format. I just wrote a couple of notes on the top to talk about the stimulus because it just, I was like, Andrew, I gotta talk about it now. This is absolutely ridiculous. It shows you how corrupt Washington has become, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. So, so we declared our independence in 1776. Then the war followed, right? We, we were able to secede from England or, and, and, and all. And then we wrote the Constitution in 1787. Congress first convened in 1789. So let's just imagine in 1790 or 1795 or 1805 in the early years that this country was prospering under the vision of our forefathers. Great, mostly hardcore Christian, obviously patriots, conservatives, obviously constitutionalists because they they wrote the thing. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine Congress in that day passing a bill and more than 50% of that bill have nothing to do with said bill? No, 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 because congressmen and congresswomen are to represent the, the their constituents, right? Well, they just fought a war <laughs> over that very thing. Exactly. Um, it's really, I, I'd be interested to know, 
Actually, I think I'd be sad to know. I don't even think I want to know what percentage of that stimulus is actually going to us. I think, you know, the, the 1400 that's going to every individual is literally just them throwing us a bone so that it'll pacify us about the whole deal. So exactly. we won't speak I, up about I it. I have the numbers. Did do you realize that with the stimulus packages that they have passed, all right, that that if they would have simply have just given that to families in America mm -hmm. that were truly actually struggling, well, let's just say every single family in America truly wanted to stimulate the economy, the stimulus bill, to stimulate the economy, to help families in need, if you would have just given money to the families directly, it would boil down to roughly $69,000 cash per family. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. So how do they do this? It's because of special interests. Yeah. It's because of lobbyists coming up to their congressmen and congresswomen. They give them substantial amount uh, of funding and they slip these dangerous things through these bills. To, to to benefit the special interests. Yeah. I mean, think about that for a minute. $69,000 per family is what could, it reminds me of the 2008 market crash, right? The housing bubble and everything crashed and how the bad guys got bailed out. Right. So the bad guys got bailed out and the little guys suffered. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people lost their homes. Right? Right. Because basically socialism stepped in and, or really you could call it crony capitalism, which is like the evil form of capitalism. Because capitalism, those big banks, though, Fannie Mae, these people, everybody that, well, Fannie Mae, but everybody that got bailed out, they should have failed. Because that's what capitalism is. Yeah. If you have a restaurant and you serve horrible food, and you go bankrupt, your product stinks. So the government should not bail you out. It is your problem. You dug yourself that hole. You dug your own grave by taking out this massive loan and opening up a horrible restaurant. And if you fail, that is capitalism. And so these big things, they failed. They should have been Put into the grave. Yeah. But the government stepped in. Do you realize it was something that the, the real bailout ended up costing billions of, or, or excuse me, it really ended up costing trillions. People say five, six hundred billion. It really ended up costing trillions. Do you realize that with the money that they used, they could have paid off almost every mortgage in America? And with the, that money. And the little guy, so to speak, is about to get e hit even harder. We just made it through this pandemic that's winding down now. And now you've got Biden making horrible decisions for this country that are immediately impacting us. You look, I mean, I told you earlier this week that that just because of his decision with the, the pipeline and how the gas prices have gone up just in the past couple of months, I've, I'm budgeting $40 more a month for gas. And that's what's happening you know, that's just one thing. I mean, the minimum wage laws that are coming, like yeah. the little guy is about to get hit hard. And, you know, the big guys who are friends with, you know, making back deal, you know, backdoor deals with congressmen, mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you they're saw this. They're getting all this money. Yeah, and, and our forefathers are rolling in their graves. They're rolling in their graves. I don't know if you saw AOC this week. Uh, it was either this week or the, at the end of last week. She was saying that minimum wage really should be $25 yeah, an I hour. Yeah, I saw that. Crazy. So listen, it just shows you where we are, you know, in in this, in the, in the at the current uh, state of this country. But we want, I want to get through more content. I want to move to something that's very, very important today. And it's the American social credit score and the great reset that, that is here. You see, one day, maybe it's going to be 10 years down the road. There's going to be many in America, many in America, because they're asleep right now, many in America that's, that are going to wonder, how did we get here? What happened? How do we get off tra track? How did this look around the world and see how did this happen? It is the moments we are living in now that you will be able to point back to. It's happening now. From cancel culture deleting uh, not only people, but entire eras of American history, to the to the woke activists uh, attracting tens of thousands of young people to believe in their destructive ways of thinking, the cultural Marxists influencing our schools and universities, even public office, to the militant climate change activists crying out, you know, to save the world while ushering in a Trojan horse that will destroy it. You know, the irony of that situation is they really are. They're, they're crying to save the world by simultaneously destroying it. How? Can people be so misguided from the, you know, the cancel culture and, and, and the woke activism, the cultural Marxism, you know, if you could throw BLM in there, they're all kind of a part of these same groups, the Antifa, the militant climate activists. Understand this, if you're new to this show and you're new to this type of content, none of those things are a grassroots movement, okay? Not a one. Not a one came from people having original thoughts, seeing the wrong being done and, and acting. No, none of these movements have occurred naturally. Rather, it's a special programming that has transpired. It's about the, the few that have real power shepherding the masses. They do, and that's, what, that's, that's a great word. They shepherd, because they are. They're shepherding us. They're, the, they're leading us into certain directions, putting us in cages, you know, prisons, and, you know, a lot of the prisons that they're putting us are, the bars are invisible, right? I mean, does that make sense to you? If they can change your mind, your thoughts, if they can slowly cultivate your opinions, they can put you in a, in a prison without you ever knowing it. You, 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 you think you're free, but you're enslaved. Right? You think you're you think you're rich, but you're poor. You're like sheep being led to the slaughter. You know, and and, and so many churches belong to these movements. Being led like sheep by false shepherds. And don't think it can't happen. Jeremiah 50, verse 6 says, My people have become lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. They have made them turn aside on the mountains. They have gone along from mountain to hill and have forgotten their resting place. 
Listen, if your church is going in any of these directions, you need to understand that they're not being led by Christ, the good shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 11, starting in verse 11 says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This is Jesus. He's the good shepherd. It's the hired hand it is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks in the flock and scatters it. Jesus is the good shepherd. You know, I'm reminded of the last liberal church listed in Revelation chapter 3 where Jesus is, is talking about the Laodicean church who thinks they are doing great but in reality, they're doing very, very poorly. Yeah. If you don't, did you create all those articles that we talked about this week with the headlines? Oh, yeah. yeah. So just put the headlines on the screen and I'll read the headlines as they're on the screen, okay? Mm -hmm. So put the first headline on the screen. Look at that. Jesus is non-binary. Religious studies professor claims. There's, here's another one. Gay minister says strong woman spoke truth to Jesus' racism, caused him to repent. Global Methodist Church set to split from denomination over LGBTQ issues. Progressive Church says, Bible isn't the word of God. Inerrant or infallible. Can you believe that? Churches are saying that, that the word of God is not inerrant or infallible. Absolute theological bankruptcy. Union Theological Seminary students confess climate sins to plants. <laughs> Let's put the next one on the screen. Southern Baptists at odds over rejection of critical race theory. Charismatic prophetess says if you challenge her, her angels, they'll kill you. Church casts out demon of racism with wizard staff and incantations. There's literally video. Yeah. Revelation chapter 3, verse 16. Because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are rich, wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. That was Jesus literally talking to the church. Yeah. Can you believe this? That's the church of the end days. I mean, that's that's the church win right now. That's right. That's right. And it's because of these movements that are giving shape to a whole, to a whole new America. And now let's enter in going back to society at large. Our lives are being reprogrammed. They're being reset. Hence the global reset. They want to shape who you are. They want to get rid of your problematic, archaic, outdated views and usher in a new kind of truth, a truth that is subjective, the postmodern truth, right? A truth that can be whatever they want it to be. They want to be God. They want to be the gatekeepers of what they say is truth. And a generation is being manipulated into doing things and believing certain ways by deliberate design. It's a design setup. From the news we listen to, to the universities we attended, the movies we watch, the social media platforms we are part of, the search engines we use. Deception is created for our minds and it enters through our eyes and our ears. Many people's original thoughts are, are it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion. An illusion. Yeah. And it's setting us up for the social credit score. 
We have talked about the social credit score in China many times on the show, and it has now entered into America. I want to play a four-minute clip for you. It's Glenn Beck explaining how the Great Reset may soon influence every financial aspect of your life, from car loans, business loans, mortgages, and more. It's all thanks to partnerships between America's biggest banks, the federal government, and global groups like the World Economic Forum, and has already begun. So in this video, the Heartland Institute's uh, Justin Haskins describes how Merrill Lynch now assigns ESG credit scores for customers. ESG stands for Environmental Social Justice Governance. It may not affect you yet, but soon a low score based on things like products you buy or how much electricity you use could significantly impact your life. Play this shocking video. Now, earlier this week, I told you that a friend of mine sold, uh, sent me something that they got from Merrill Lynch. Well, that friend of mine is Justin Haskins. And uh, Thank you, Glenn. You're welcome. I'm glad to be your friend. I, I, I love that. <laughs> so tell me about what they got from Merrill Lynch. Right. Explain so it. so a, a co-worker of mine logs into his Merrill Lynch account. Not a rich guy, just a regular guy. Got his 401k and Merrill Lynch. Logs into his Merrill Lynch account and up pops this really friendly, amazing notice that you've got your very own ESG score. Mm -hmm. Your environment, social, and governance score. It's Scores fantastic. in all three categories and an overall score. And unfortunately, my degenerate friend, 4.7 overall score out of 10. So not not doing very not well doing. on the ESG yeah. scale. This is akin to you getting a score. You think you have a score of maybe 700, you know, for your credit score. And all of a sudden you find out that you have a score of 300. What are you going to be able to buy? How are you going to get a loan? Are you going to be able to buy a car, a house or anything else? This credit score is going through the financial sector and the banks. And you'll understand why this is so bad here in a second. So when you get this, it is it is based on things from Merrill Lynch on the companies that you are buying. So if you want to buy stock and you think guns are going to be great and they're going to go up, they have a very low what's called ESG score, environmental, social justice and governance score. And so they have a very low rating, which means the banks are very unlikely to give them any money. So you can say, I really believe in this technology, but if it's not politically correct, it will have a low score. That will punish that company in financing. But you say, screw it, I believe in this country, company. You now get a low ESG score. And they say, this is just to help you invest. But that's not what it is. That's the happy face. The other side of that is, it's your score. So the bank now looks at you and says, well, you have an ESG score of four. You're not playing along with the environment. You're not for social justice. I, how can I trust that you're going to do something that is worthwhile for this collective community? So now you don't get uh, loans. Now, the overall score, you're, you're going to be graded, and your risk to the bank is assessed based on Things and services you buy. This is from their report. The things and services you buy. Well, that are you a member of 
Blaze TV? Ugh. Are you? I hope not. Are you? Right? Are, have you bought a gun recently? Have you done? Are you collect food storage? What are you talking about? Things and services that you buy, how much electricity you use, if you own a business, how much travel is involved, how much do your employees commute or can they all work from home? How many buildings do you own? How many company vehicles are there? What do you invest in? Now, if you answer those incorrectly, you're going to be giving a very low score. Now, it's not going to affect me until you read their own documents at the bank. In their own disclosures, personal mortgages, commercial real estate, business loans, listed equity, energy finance, car loans, every aspect of your life you will be cut out of. You won't be getting a car loan. This is this is just the beginning. There you have it. So like you said, that's a social credit score, environmental, social governance score. And the way that it's that it's being set up is that, oh, well, these are scores that, you know, different businesses and corporations have, and they help guide you, the customer. You, you can make decisions that sort of align with your ideals, your morals. Well, now it's not just the corporations that have scores. Now we have scores. Here's an article, an article from just January of last year. And it says banks... January of last year? January of last year, of 2020. Okay. And it says banks taking a closer look at ESG risks and credit underwriting. This is over a year ago. Okay, well, that's news to me because I thought... I. I hadn't even heard of the ESG into the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it seems like it's uh, it's kind of been a covert thing that they've been sneaking in. Okay. Um, but uh, this is what the article says. Lenders are screening, but rarely rejecting, borrowers based on their environmental and social risks. So let me reframe that. If they're just rarely rejecting them, it means they are rejecting borrowers. They are rejecting borrowers because of their their ESG scores. Basically. Because of where you stand, the impact you make in the environment, the stances you make with social justice, and and the stance you make on governance, you're saying that people have already been rejected for loans based on those things. And that's life. right. That's, As, that's, that's 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 shocking that it's already happening. Yeah, and that's a that's of January last year. This is what it says: Banks are taking a closer look at environmental and social risk and deciding whether to lend money to to certain corporate borrowers. Corporate borrow, borrowers at this point. Okay. Sixty-seven uh, percent of banks, according to this survey, screened their loan portfolios for environmental, social, and governance risks. As some banks, that means making commitments to stop lending to companies and industries viewed as high risk, such as those that operate private prisons or manufacture firearms. So, so, so this, was, <laughs> this was a corporate thing you're saying? Yes. So, and, and I didn't know it was taking place on a corporate level that they were, that they were denying people loans based on, you know, <laughs> basically how liberal and Marxist you are. That's right. But the video that 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 we just showed, this was just a, an average regular Joe that's been assigned the ESG. Yeah. 
So, so basically, what what we're seeing is, and I, and I, you know, I don't know how developed it is yet, but what we're seeing is a trend where very likely we may be denied loans for mortgages, for car loans, because we have a low ESG score. And so, where would this where would this go? Well, you've got to look at the template. The template for this is China. China. Uh, is still rolling it out. It was actually supposed to be fully implemented and finished in 2020, but because right. of COVID, it's now behind a few months. But in many regards, this has already been rolled out. They're just finishing it up right now. Right. Because in China, they have something called, it's not called an ESG, same thing, social credit score. Mm -hmm. So it's like a credit score, which we all have, but it's a social credit score where everyone is assigned a number, okay? a report card, essentially, where every daily activity in the digital and physical is constantly monitored, evaluated, and scored. Yeah. Right? With the most insane ramifications if you do the simplest things in China that the government does not deem worthy of its citizens. Yeah, in China, you might be hauled away to a, a concentration camp. Yeah. Where well, that's not even funny, but seriously, I mean, that's just, it's that's not what we're funny living at all. In. It's, you know, in a re-education re camp, a labor camp. Re-education, yeah. Where, um, and, and just, uh, it was either last year or two years ago that um, they basically determined that China has been harvesting organs from people that they've been literally taking them off the streets, taking them out of their jobs. Their family doesn't know what happened. They just disappeared because they did something that, they did something socially that the Chinese government didn't like. Yeah, you better have, in China, you better have the right religion. You better have the right views towards government. You better have the right friends on, on, this, on their social media platforms. Yeah. With those friends having the correct scores. I'm not just making this stuff up. This is literally in the reports of what how your your score is determined in China. Yeah. You you better shop at the right stores. You're going to have to read the right books. If you're reading books that are anti anything that they stand for. You're reading Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> for real though. You you better do as you're told or how this would damage your social life is you won't be able to shop at certain stores because you have to have a certain score just to get in. Mm -hmm. The same thing goes for just recreation like golf courses. You can't play on certain golf courses if you don't have a particular social credit score in, in China. You'll be banned from your favorite restaurants. Your kids will be denied access to good education if you don't have a good enough social credit score. Yeah. You will even be, and this, and this has already started taking place. You'll be banned from leaving the country or even taking a train to the next city if you don't have a good social credit score, yeah. the right religion, the right stance towards government. You're, you're not reading the right books. You're associated with the wrong people on social media platforms. This is where we are. And, and what could this... What could it even hold into the future? Maybe your your credit score goes down if, if you're a part of a church that that still preaches on sin. Yeah. That preaches that Jesus is inclusive, I mean all 
are welcome, mm -hmm. but exclusive in the sense that he is the only way to heaven. A church that preaches that he made them male and female. Exactly. If you talk about Christianity publicly, maybe, one day. Yeah. I mean, we know that the son of perdition, the Antichrist, is going to make war against the saints. And these systems will be set up and in place whenever he reigns as sovereign over the nations in those days. And most of the world is going to be ready for it because most of the world in, in America, if you're under the age of 30, is woke. You know, they're woke. And if you've seen the biggest story, you know, this month, which is just crazy because I am so not in this world. I, I'm, <laughs> forgive me because I have friends that just love following everything that happens with the royal family. I just don't care. It yeah. just like, don't care. Really don't. But, you know, I've uh, been reading the articles and, and I've noticed that there really seems to be a divide. If you are a millennial or younger, you are just absolutely sympathetic with the interview that Meghan Markle and, and Prince Harry gave with, with Oprah. You were just, they are the victims, They're, they, uh, you know, are oppressed. Um, and if you're older than that, you either don't care or you're on the side of the queen. Right. Right. And, and I don't care about the queen. I don't care about any of that. I know you don't. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I, I really, I'm in the same place. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm an American. I just, I don't care about the queen. I don't care about the royal family. Like, I don't. God bless. Them. I don't I particularly mean... like Meghan Markle, Markle, or you know, Prince Harry, just because I don't know. They, they. I mean, there's an article here where Michael Snyder puts it really well. Um, and maybe, maybe I should just dive into this. Because um, he did. He wrote it well. Th this is what he said. And I, and I agree with this first part. He said, I never imagined that I would write an article about Meghan Markle. <laughs> um, in fact, over the years, I have done my best to ignore the endless drama surrounding the British royal family. And even though the tell-all interview that Oprah Winfrey just conducted with Me Meghan Markle and Prince Harry has become the top news story in the entire world, I wasn't going to write about it. But then it struck me. And this is such a good point. Then it struck me that this story is not just about Meghan and Harry's bitter feud with the rest of the British royal family. Ultimately, Meghan has become a larger-than-life symbol which represents what is happening to our civilization as a whole. Previous generations handed us the keys to unimaginable wealth and prosperity, but we are in the process of smashing it into a billion pieces. Sadly, our self-obsessed narcissist narcissism forces us to blame anyone and everyone else for our problems and anyone that dares to point that out is a danger of being canceled i was talking to you um just yesterday about i think it's not even necessarily that people are siding with the royal family or they're siding you know with Meghan markle or they're against i mean they're against Meghan markle as a person it's really what she represents and really, I mean, what the queen represents, she is from a totally different era. I mean, uh, an era, I, she was 18, you know, during World, World War II and even served in some capacity in the war. And you just look at Meghan Markle, literally, she has been handed riches and she's complaining about how oppressed and victimized because she I is. Because I don't, I don't, I, I ended up watching the entirety of the interview because I knew I was going to be you know, making a couple points, and um, 
it's just she does she represents if you're confused about my generation she represents it yeah. she, like you said she was hanging everything on a silver platter i mean in the article it says Meghan markle somehow landed prince harry many considered her to be the luckiest woman on the planet there are literally billions of women that have dreamed of marrying a prince and becoming a member of the royal british family and she actually got it as long as she didn't mess it up she had the opportunity to live in extreme luxury and to be one of the most famous women on the planet for the rest of her life. And I don't deny that she's had, in her own way, has had hardship. Like everyone has. Like every, I don't, I don't disagree that she has been down, mm-hmm. even, even from a uh, mental place, you know, been just down, you know. But the thing is this, it's just ridiculous. She first off, let's Prince Harry is now the prince of of woke, you know, in America. And my goodness, has that changed? I mean, in two thousand and five, he got radical flack because he went to a Halloween costume dressed <laughs> as a Nazi. Yeah, right. The swastikas. I mean, head, every, head I, to toe. Yeah. yeah, head to toe. And so, and now he is just Mr. Woke and understands what the position that you know he must stand on everything. You know, many Americans are fall, falling for her act. But as one British news source pointed out, the story that Meghan and Harry are telling is filled with contradictions. Here's one. We just crave privacy and normality. Yet they tell two billion people around the world in one of the biggest TV interviews of all time. They say, you know, the tabloid newspapers are awful. So here's a metric ton of royal secrets to keep the world's royal hacks in column inches for months. We hate racism and we love truth, but we refuse to name and are thus protecting the shameful palace racist obsessed with the skin color of our baby. I have deep respect for my grandmother, but yet I'm still going to undermine the institution of the royal family. The article says we just want to get back to the basics, be a regular family. Yeah. As they purchase a $14.65 million mansion. They they struggled because the, the royal family stop paying them on a monthly basis in the first quarter of 2020. And they were only able to get by because of some of the money that was left over for Prince Harry after Diane, Diana died. They were, they were able to scrape on by with $50 million in the bank. Yeah. You see, they are not victims. They are not oppressed. This is what is wrong. And another trend that I've noticed, um, just as all this has been unfolding, and like I like I said again, I'm not necessarily on the royal family side. You know, they were very quiet when you know the Prince Andrew stuff went down. So, um, uh, but something else that I've noticed is that people really are not that interested in what the details are, like. A lot of the details, I mean, at this point, it's literally just he said, she said. I mean, Megan is saying that, um, you know, their their baby, someone in the royal family was concerned about his skin color. You know, that she said. The royal family is saying we're saddened by the news that, that she felt so put out. That's they said. But there's no actual facts. 
and and this is another trend that really highlights it, it reveals what the culture of this generation is she spoke her truth and it doesn't matter what the truth is that's actually what even oprah said yes speak your truth and she did and and they said well it doesn't matter exactly what happened what matters is how she perceived it and her experience and what her truth is. And that's really what determines whether she was victimized or not. That's right, that's right. Listen, we are totally out of time for today. I just wanna, I want to, um, I just wanna tell you very quickly before we end the show, kind of what's going on. Just want to give you uh, an update on my wife's dad, who has a severe liver problem. We talked about it a few weeks ago, we asked for prayer. Um, his numbers, have gotten better. He was at, it was, you know, a 21. The numbers went down to a 19. He still needs a liver transplant unless it goes down to eight. Mm -hmm. So there is progress being made, but it's still a very, very dire situation. Um, <clears throat> and something that pales in comparison to that, but I just want to let you know, uh, this week has also been a really difficult week for, for me. Uh, and if you could keep me in your prayers too, I've been having severe back pain. And, you know, I know a lot of people watch the show and I, and I believe in the power of, of prayer, uh, first and foremost for my, for my father-in-law, yeah. um, because that's, that's the big issue at hand. You know, I'd live with my back pain, you know, if he could get all better. And, and so it, it's not nearly as important, but if you just, you know, keep me in your prayers too, I've had, I have an MRI coming up, um, you know, it's been hard to even work this week because I'm researching and having an inner dialogue saying, you know, how can you read this whenever you have so much pain in your lower back? It's just like not getting sleep, this and that. It just keep me in your prayers, then get to the bottom of it. You know, I know we've been both working out. I, you know, I've been losing weight. I'm up to down about 39 pounds now since middle of December. And uh, so trying to get healthy, but like just got this wrench just thrown in there with just real back pain. So just keep me in your prayers as well. And uh, I know that everybody is going through something mm -hmm. that I'm not special or, or anything. And I want to end with this. If you have anything that you would like prayer for, put it in the comments, write me a note. Uh, anybody that asks for prayer in any of the letters that are sent to us, I want you to know that I, I personally pray for every single one that asks for prayer. And I even pray for the general public uh, the general partners that we have as well that, that don't have specific prayer requests. Just know that you're always in our prayers and that we just, we love you and we couldn't do this without you. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's going to be it. We had more content. We had, I'm, you know, we're just out of time for today and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.